coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township. It's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. What's up, everybody? It's the fly host who love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. And guys, I have an incredible guest on with me today. Uh, me and him were just talking before we hopped on here, like when we first, you know, saw each other and started following each other's works, and that was circa 2015. Uh, here we are towards the end of 2017, you know, getting on here to do a podcast together, and just a little about him before he comes on. He's hailing from a small town, you know, in suburbia. You know, I live in suburbia as well. And he always felt like he needed to venture into the unknown. His curiosity made for an eclectic journey. Like, damn, that's sweet. By the age of 30, he bootstrapped three companies, trekked through ancient Mayan temples, and DJed parties that would make Van Wilder's best shindig look like child's play. And I did love those movies as well. Now he's focused on shining more light on the world at VernonMaxwell.com. So what's up, Vernon? Thanks for coming on, man. How you doing? What's up, Blake? Thanks for having me on, bro. I appreciate this. Absolutely. So just before we came on here, I was just talking about how, you know, giving my applaud to you for for your podcast and like how you guys were having those uh you know, those free safe space conversations. And I was like, damn, that, that's so cool to just have somebody come on and, and connect with them in a way that allowing them to, you know, share their thoughts about how they're perceiving everything. So before we get into, you know, the heart of the conversation, just, you know, talk about your journey, uh, as far as like your early beginnings and how you came to this realization that you didn't want to be, you know, uh, as you said on your website, you know, married with the the hot wife and the the, the white picket fence and the two and a half kids. Like, how did you realize growing up that that shit just wasn't for you? Yeah, man. I I honestly, um, I think it's just been through a lot of the experiences that I've had. I think experience is our greatest teacher. Um, and I grew up in small town suburbia, right? Probably very similar to, you know, kind of, I, I know, and it's all suburban, suburban communities in America are pretty much the same, right? Like everybody has manicured lawns and, you know, the kids are getting picked up from school and soccer and you play sports and you grow up and, and it's really a, uh, the, the best way I've been able to kind of like describe it, right? There's this movie out there with Jim Carrey, it's called The Truman Show. And that's basically what it is. It's like this almost fabricated reality that has been created. And, and we live in this, this, these communities, right? In these bubbles. And we pretend that on the surface that everything is fucking perfect and no one's having issues. And meanwhile, like your next door neighbor is like freebasing crack and, you know, the, the guy on the other side of the streets, you know, abusing his wife. And so it's, 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 it's kind of crazy. You know, it's just like, this there's this very like on the surface we see this perfect world but like deep below you know behind closed doors there's all this kind of drama kind of going on right it's almost like a a soap opera so for me I, I pretty much grew up. I, I mean, I, I didn't come from a impoverished background. I've, I pretty much had everything, uh, you know, given to me, you know, not to say that I didn't work hard, but uh, I mean, I didn't really have to want for anything. Uh, and I, I just kind of always found boredom in, uh, in, in the, the traditional trajectory that, you know, people kind of have orchestrated for our lives, right? This, this, this society, this, this template that people that are not any smarter than me and you created, uh, to, 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 to 
have people live. I just, I just, it never really sat well with me. And I think there was a, there was a few points that were kind of the tipping point or the crossroads in my life. And one of those was right before I graduated from Florida state, I had a little bit of money left over from my, uh, uh, my, my financial aid, right? We used to call it ghetto rich, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at the end of this, you get the, you get the spat check, right? It's like the signing bonus, right? For being in school. So I tuck some ducats away and uh, I bought a one, I brought a, not a one way, but a round trip ticket to Costa Rica. And that was going to be my, I never had the enough, I never could afford studying abroad. I wasn't that privileged, but I did, you know, afford this trip to fly down to Costa Rica and I solo backpacked through Manuel Antonio, San Jose, all the way up to Vulcan Arenal and on the uh, uh, Eastern Caribbean coast of Puerto Viejo. And this experience pretty much, uh, I remember walking down the beach in Manuel Antonio, this beautiful, uh, like unbelievable, like turquoise waters and fine sand. And, you know, they're selling coconuts on the beach. And I remember walking down the beach and looking out and saying, what the fuck have I learned? Right. And, it's 24, 25 years that I've been on this earth because I'm looking out at this most, the most beautiful beach and that I've ever experienced, you know, and, and there's a beautiful experience, this pure Vita culture. And these, and this is just, you know, I've lived in this, this bubble. I think at that moment I realized that I'd lived in this bubble of, uh, you know, fabricated reality. And at that moment I said, if, if I can, if I if I travel for the rest of my life, if I, if I can just keep doing things like this, that I'm exploring for the rest of my life, I will die happy. Mm. And that was kind of, that was like a, one of those pivotal moments. And another one came when, um, so I got a, I, I, you know, I, I graduated from university 2009 Worst time in fucking history to ever be graduating, right? There was everyone's, you know, the financial meltdown, uh, people stealing the 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 mortgage backed, you know, security fraud and all this stuff. And I actually I had a degree in real estate, which made it even better, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I. Ended up moving back home, which is one of the things I never wanted to do. I went through this whole state of depression. I ended up, you know, getting into network marketing, which taught me a lot about personal development and about reading these books like Think and Grow Rich and, uh, you know, and Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I actually ended up getting a job, right? Like I, I lived the, the quintessential corporate life. Mm -hmm. I had the job, had the, you know, I didn't have the expense account, but I, I had a good job. And if I stayed where I was at, you know, I looked down at the end of the hall and I would have had the same thing those guys wanted. Right. And and the pivotal point came when a friend of mine passed away in his sleep. Um, this was earlier on in 2011. And I, I mean, I was just devastated. Mm. Like, this is a healthy, fit guy, uh, you know, a beautiful soul, beautiful human, always cared for people, always was the guy who gave. And I said, you know, I, I really had to question where I was at in my life. And I, you know, I said, you know, is this the life that I want to be living 40 years from now? If I look, if I'm the guy at the end of the hall with the nice car and the, you know, the hot supermodel wife, uh, maybe that's not a bad part, but right. um, <laughs> if I have all of those things, you know, will I, be ha is it worth will it be worth knowing that i sacrificed going out and exploring the things that i was curious about living my dreams and if it wasn't i needed to make a decision immediately to leave and so december 2011 i walk in my boss's office i tell him that i'm quitting and he tells me this beautiful story. It's the, it's the Mexican fisherman uh, story. And um, we can talk about that. But essentially, that was kind of like the turning point where I decided 
that I was going to live this life. I was going to, I wasn't going to let somebody else determine my existence. I wasn't going to live by some shit template or, you know, and, and, and there's, there's, there was significant cost for that, right? Like, I don't want anyone listening to this to be like, Oh, that's great. I'm going to go quit my job. And, you know, there was, there was a significant cost, you know, opportunity cost to that. Um, and I'm still paying for those things. But to me, it, it's not a it's not a sacrifice if you are getting to do if you're getting to wake up every day and you're doing something or you're moving toward doing the thing that you feel like you're called here to do and that no one else was put here to do whatever your belief is whether mm-hmm. that's god energy chakras whatever you know like to me there's nothing that is the essence of fulfilling your, your, your life's yearnings. Right. Uh, and so many people, I'd, I'd venture to say less than 1% of the population on this earth, you know, actually are are doing that. Yeah. And to me, that's like, you know, one of the things that I'm always looking at, you know, especially with, with the kids I've grown up with and we'll have those conversations. I'm, I'm excited to talk about what I'm doing and like, I'll be like, yo, so how's such and such? And you can just look at them like their, their head will, and they laugh about it, but in a sense, like their head will, you know, tilt down or their, their, their shoulders will shrug a little bit. And they're just like taking that deep breath. Oh. You know, it was just just another day, you know, you know, grinding, nothing too excited. I'm like, yo, like, what is going on with this picture where where it seems like it would be easy to like make this jump and and it's like less risky to do so, even if you are still working. Right. And, and like doing something on the side um, that that does inspire you or, or, or drive you to to do even more like how like how like with the friends that you've had, you know, how have they played a role or like what have you even seen from them as far as their development? Are they doing similar things to you, like taking these huge risks or are they like going on their different paths? I mean, I don't, I don't, the, the same, the, the friends I had five years ago are not the same friends I have today. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's people that I grew up that I've known, like my friend Paul, we've been friends for like 14 years. Um, but he's more of the exception to the rule. And I think the only reason, well, there's many reasons for that, but one of those reasons is that he's out doing his thing. You know, he's, he's doing the thing. That's the thing that allows him to do the thing. He's, he's an artist, right? He creates every day he's painting, you know, but he's also a server, but he's, he's moving toward that, that feeling he's moving toward his, his purpose. So that being the thing that allows him to, to live every single day. Um, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this is that you, it's, it's, it's extremely important to find allies people that you can lock arms with and that are going to go to the front lines of the enemy and go to battle with you. If that's, that is key. And if the people that you're surrounded around right now, aren't those people, that's okay. You still can love them where they're at. But if you, you have to realize, you know, as, as anyone out there listening to this, you have to realize that in order to get to where you want to be, not only is your environment possibly going to have to change, but your mindset's going to have to change and the people that you're surrounded around is going to have to change because rising tides raise all ships, right? If somebody, if you're, uh, if you're a, just a nine to fiver and you're content with getting drunk on the weekends and having fun and partying and that's your gig, right? And, and you're, and, and if that's your homie and you're trying to go out and change lives and inspire people and start a coaching business and travel the world, there's a disconnect right there, right? Mm-hmm. That's like two people, like if you're in a relationship with somebody like that, like it's just, it's not going to work, right? Cause there's two different things that are, those are two opposing forces. Like you're being pulled by something that's completely different. That's pulling them. So it's, it's, it's going to, in my experience, I mean, I still have those people. I hang out with them and stuff, but I'm very, I've been very selective of who gets my time because I understand that no matter where they are, or where they're at in their journey, like I can still love them where they're at, but that stuff's going to, 
it's going it, to, that's going to be a part of who I eventually come, who I surround myself with. So I want to be surrounded by dreamers. I want to be surrounded by people that are doing great things. I want to be surrounded by people that are waking up every day and saying, how do I add more value to the world? How do I move humanity forward? Because that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, and if I'm not surrounded by those by people that are doing the same thing, I'm not going to be able to get to that next level. Like my mindset's going to be, oh, I should go out and get drunk tonight. Whereas my mindset should be, all right, I need to record this next podcast or I need to like, I need to go do some research on YouTube and see how homie's building his, you know, email list or he's following or, you know, what, what's working, how viral videos are popping off. Like that's, those are the people that I need to surround myself with because I'm at a different place in my life and it's okay. It's okay to love those people where they're at. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that or those people or their mentality. It's just that where I'm at in my life, I'm in, it's a different place and I have to respect I have to I have to create boundaries and I have to respect those boundaries. Mm. Vernon uh Vernon Maxwell Blake Soule, uh fulfilling last year and so like Vernon like I love that you're saying that as well cuz that that's what drives me and but like why like wh- why do you care about doing any of this as far as you know putting out content and and wanting to you know you know you know, improve the world, you know, through your conversations by 1%. Like, why does any of that, like, resonate with you? You're like, yeah, I'm going to wake up today or even come on right now and, and talk on a show about, you know, what I'm doing and, and putting out my my two cents. Why do you care? Uh, I, think, I think it just goes back to experience. I mean, I've been very fortunate. You know, I'm, I'm 32 years old. You know, I've, I've been very fortunate to have some incredible experiences, to have some really crappy shitty experiences you know i've had a career i've worked as a pizza boy in in the pizza shop i've worked at christmas tree stands i've been a sign spinner i've gone door to door selling you know uh uh uh, you know like uh, stuff for like the nature conservancy so all these things like have kind of brought me to the realization that in order for me to ultimately feel like my life mattered Mm -hmm there has to be a noble cause that goes beyond me. Like it can't just be about, it can't, my end game for me can't just be about making money. It can't just be about just hoarding things. It can't be about hoarding information. It can't be about hoarding knowledge. If, if I'm going to, if I am going to feel like my life mattered to me, right? In the grand scheme of things, a hundred thousand years from now, if society and civilization is still around, my life is going to be very insignificant in the grand scheme of things, right? But for me personally, I feel like I will never be satisfied. I will never be deeply fulfilled with my life if I am not giving back to humanity through my gift, which is to create, mm-hmm. which is these podcasts, which is creating the videos that people see on my Instagram, which is these conversations. That stuff lights me up. That's the stuff where I'm like, I can't go to bed because I want to do more of this. You know, I, I was up till 2 a.m. last night creating my, uh, you know, working on my my kind of the guest onboarding strategy for the podcast. And, and I like, I, I wanted to stay up, but my body said, no, that's how, you know, you're in alignment with your purpose. Mm. When you don't want to sleep or eat, or you can't think about anything else. That's how, you know, that's the thing that you should be doing. And the money will follow. It may not come right immediately, immediately, but the money, the things that you need will follow. If you're giving value to the world, the world has no choice, but to give you the things that you need. Right? So that's kind of the, it's the only it's the only life I know. I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've I've had the jobs, I've had money. You know, I've I've never been super amazingly rich, but I mean, I grew up. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm privileged, but I never really had to starve. So I mean, it's like I've I've kind of had everything that I've needed, and like what I've found was that anytime I've looked outside of myself to get validation or to fill fulfillment, like it's never it's it's kind of like this void that could never be filled. So the only thing that I know is to create. And when I create, it makes me feel good. And when I feel good and people say, dude, this changed my life to me, that's a win. That's the most, that's the greatest gift that I can ever give to somebody. Not, not to, not money in my bank account, not 
not any of that stuff. Well, that's important, but to be able to, to somebody to say, Blake, I listen to your podcast and now, um, I've, you know, I started working on my book and right. So it's that book could potentially change someone else's life. So it's kind of like, it's almost like this compound effect that we can never see. We never see what we did today. We never really see what the, re, the, the end result of what we did today. But we don't know, like, for the future generations, how that can impact the world. And we need more positivity. We need more people dropping podcasts. We, the world is such a fucked up place right now that we need it's there. There's a sense of urgency in everything that I do now because I understand that it's it's I can't wait anymore. Somebody needs to get this. And if they don't, that's my fault. Mm. That's your fault. That's mm. somebody if, if somebody didn't put out that book. And there was a chapter in there that a kid was supposed to read that was going to find the cure to cancer. That's their fault. Not the kid's fault. That's their fault. And that's how the, that's the sense of urgency that we need to have as as world changers, as content creators, as people that want to move this world, because it's 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 urgent, man. Right. And, it, and it's, it's like it's it's being selfish just to, to piggyback on what you were saying to, to not do these things and to to not put out that content because you say, oh, well, such and such is, is already doing that. Who cares about what, you know, such and such is doing or there, there's, there's too many people in that space. It's, it's not really, you know, so much about that because not everybody knows what everyone else is doing. Like just because you follow certain people doesn't mean that everyone else is receiving that same message. And that's why we have to put, put out that, that content and, and, Every single one of us has a different way of, you know, taking in the information that we're receiving and how we're going to transmute and like spit that back out. Like I, like I work with the girl for, for her podcast for, uh, a life, you know, life well made and shatter your reality. Right. And, and even you and I, you know, similar ideas, similar topics, but it's the experiences like you're always, you know, going back towards, which is what makes your content you, you know, makes you, you know, say the things that the way you say them and you've only had your experiences and can and can only put, you know, the Vernon Maxwell spin on it. Like I look forward when I get up, I'm like, yeah, shit, I know Vernon's about to have another video out right. today. And I'm looking I'm looking for yours too in my feed. I'm liking it. I'm commenting, you know. That's and that's pushing me. Like people shouldn't look at it like that's just that's that's just the uh, the perception is wrong, right? Like cause we've been taught that competition like you got to crush the competition and like mm-hmm. you, that's an ally you're an ally for me like i don't look at that as competition all these other cats that are doing great things in the world those are allies and the more that we can lift each other up all boats all boats raise at rising tides man like it's just a mindset that people have they just haven't had that shift yet right like and you're uniquely you no one's going to be able to copy your swag right yeah maybe they can like rip off your tagline and rip off your website and rip off your podcast intro and your beat or whatever but that's it's they're still not going to be you so it's like the more that you can show up authentically in the world and be exactly who you are and you don't have to fake it or like, you know, put on some kind of gimmick, it, the easier it is, is going to be for you every day to wake up and do that thing. And I think that's for the longest thing it took me to realize that. Cause I was like, well, I can't say fuck on a podcast. Right. Or, you know, I can't, you know, like I don't ever, I don't want to be the person on a video or a podcast or anything like that, that I'm not when I'm a, a, around my friends. Right. Like if I have to change who I am to be something that I'm not, then I'm just, I'm a phony, right? Like, and there's, there's enough, there's already enough of that on social media, right? There's already rappers are notorious for this, right? Like they go and rent cars and shoot rap videos and they're like, yo, we ball in, you know, and like they got fake monopoly money. Right. And it's like, bro, no, you're not. Stop it. No, you're not balling. Right. Like, so that's, I don't want, I I've tried to be brutally honest with where I'm at and what I'm doing. And it hasn't always been that way. And what I found was when I, when I faked it until I made it, I never made it because everyone else thought I had already made it. And when I went to ask for help, they're like, yo, bro, why do you need to borrow money from me? You, you, <laughs> you're, 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 you're balling. You're in Mexico and you know, you're in Colombia and you're, I'm like, Oh shit. Well, I guess I kind of 
my, my buddy Paul calls it image crafting. I guess I created this, this image, right? Like I created this identity for myself and people kind of like just assume that everything in my life was perfect and that I had it all together. So like when the walls came crashing down or when I had to go ask for money or when people find out I, I was broken, I had to fly back home cause I ran out of money or whatever. And then they're just like, kind of like in disbelief. They're like, Whoa, well, I, I can't even believe that. You know, it's like, so you, you just have to be very mindful of, you know, just being yourself. And, and if you be yourself and if you look at people as allies rather than competition, like that's how you succeed. You know, if you, if you look at like the top, people in any industry they're all collaborating they're all kind of seeing yo how can i come on your show or you know the gary v's of the world and the tom uh Bailus of the world and like these people are all collaborating they're not like yo you're still in my audience you know right. it's like how can we cross promote each other and you know in the rap game it's the same thing it's like audio uh, you know uh, jay-z drops an album you know he's featuring his homies on there right and they drop an album they're featuring jay on on their album so it's like we need to start thinking about like the as as creators as pe- as people are trying to change the world like it's not about our ego mm-hmm. if it really is about doing the thing that we say it's about then you wouldn't be looking at people saying oh well you know he has more downloads than me or you'd be like you know I want to collaborate with homie and see how we can make double the impact or quadruple the impact or 10x the impact right so that's i think that should be the shift that that's a shift that has to occur. Um, and it hasn't always been like that for me either. So I'm not saying that I have it all figured out, but like, I think that's a shift that has to occur. And when you see it from that angle, then, you know, all, all, all boats, you know, raised with the tide, right. With rising tides. Right. And like, I resonate with that. Cause it, it's, it's fucked up to think that uh, we still have this mentality, you know, from be like pre-industrial times where or even like when the, the robber barons were around like these guys were literally trying to murder one another to stop somebody else from coming up and like i always think about that story with with edison and how he was just like no i i, I fucking can't have tesla doing what he's trying to do so i'm gonna put all my money behind like trying to stop anything that he's trying to make for the world to have and and like even from like even for me, like we were touching, talk, talking about that, that self image creation, like my whole biggest thing growing up was I wanted to be, you know, liked in people's eyes, you know, always wanted to look like I had it all together. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was from like just where I was at being, you know, one of the only black kids, but making sure I was, you know, not having people say crazy shit. They're like, oh, well, yeah, you know, that's just because, oh, yeah, we see him on TV every night doing stupid shit like kids going to jail or whatever. But or if it was just me wanting to never look like a failure. But growing up, I was kind of doing like that same thing, um, not really, you know, being vulnerable or expressing myself the the way I wanted to. And that took some time. But like even that competition part right there from just you know, school, like you have, you know, trying out for sports teams and it's like, well, there's only a certain amount of spots and like you obviously have to beat someone else out in order to, to make it, which is just the, the, my, my beef with school and like how all of that works. But obviously someone has to play and someone can't be there. But as far as me, like that, like that programming is so deep just to think about all those touch points where outside things have like influenced us to the point where like we believe the bullshit that we see like it it manifests through our you know our being and like we take that and approach other people with that stuff like i'll even have conversations with uh you know with with people who were wanting to switch away from like their their job because they couldn't stand it and like they were having you know a hard time and i would tell them like yo like I want you to, you know, fulfill your last earnings, but I'm like talking with you about making a change and you can keep doing it on your own time. But like either you're going to stop, you know, complaining about it to me or you're going to make it happen because I've been in that same situation where I was like, well, I have a job, but uh, shit, it's, it's scary. I don't want to jump from here right now because this is like my my safety net and, mm. and like I don't know what's going to happen after that. So for me, I had a job I couldn't I couldn't stand at all. Like I even had those moments where where the only thing that stopped me from 
like doing harm to myself was like Kid Cudi's Uncutted album. And like I would blast that shit all the way to work and would just keep rapping it over and over again. So I didn't have to think about what I was going to do because every moment I stepped in there felt like like I knew it was just un- incongruent to who I was and what I wanted to do. Right. And and right. And, and just like being able to turn that my thinking part of me, but like every moment I was there, I was dying. And so like what I try to mm-hmm. tell people and, and get them to realize is, yo, it took me from the moment I was working that job till I left. It took me almost a year to fucking stop doing it because I was scared. And I want, I'm going to help you, you know, again, everyone's situation is different, but I'm going to help you make a change and you know, start making baby steps towards a change faster than you're than you're wanting to make it because that was my biggest hold up like i tell people i was in the hall of fame for getting ready to get ready and just like like, yeah i'm gonna do it like even for for videos like early on i wanted to have like the 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 screen because i saw people with the screens in their videos and like the the camera stand the tripod and all this other like bullshit i was making up in my mind that i needed as opposed to just Yo, going outside, recording the videos like I do now. Like there was all this other built up stuff that was I was making up because I was giving myself these self-limiting beliefs and these rules about what needed to happen before I did X, Y, and Z. But like I even see it for you and like other people that, you know, I follow a lot. Like none of those things are even true. They like we make up these things because we have to feel like uh, we have to have like this sort of busy work, whereas that just stops us from from doing this stuff. Like these type of things scare me, right? Talking, and, but but that's I think that's the part that lights me up so much because I was a shy kid growing up, didn't want to really talk in front of people, and so like I try to do these things as much as possible because those are the things that help me grow. Just going past that 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 scaredness and and like living in that moment and just like rocking it. Yeah, man, I, I love that, dude. I, I love that. Uh, I, I think that it's 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 very hard to. There's a lot of like reprogramming mm-hmm. or deconstruction that needs to take place, right? So if you think about the world, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the Matrix, oh, um, yeah. the movie The Matrix. So if you think about the world as the Matrix, right, and you think about like ourselves as like Neo, right? And with these characters in the matrix and the world is the matrix, then we, we have to almost like unplug right from this reality. And that takes time. I mean, sometimes that takes an entire lifetime for people. Like people don't find, you know, they realize in their 60th birthday that everything that they've done up until this point has been a lie. You know, their whole life has been a fabricated lie. So I commend you for, for, you know, being able to do that at such a young age. And, you know, that's why I feel like it's, it's our job to be that light, to shine that light in the world, to exemplify what it, what it feels like to wake up every morning and do the thing you love, because that shit is contagious, right? Mm -hmm. Like you look at someone, you're like, Yo, what is he doing? He doesn't wait. He doesn't commute. He doesn't go to, he's not worried about like what's in his bank account. Shit. I want to hang out, you know? So like, that's like when we embody the the things that we want to see the change that we when we the change you know as as Gandhi would say people are are fascinated by that they're curious they want to know more it's like it's almost enough these days to vicariously live through someone else than it is to take action right like you're saying I didn't have the camera or I thought I needed this or those are all just excuses. Right. And, right. and it disguised this, you know, fear disguises an excuse to not do the work. Right. But when we are honest with ourselves and we say, Hey, I acknowledge where I'm at right now. And today, the only thing I have is this shitty smartphone, this iPhone 3G, whatever. And I'm going to record a video right now and I'm going to post it and I'm going to drop some hashtags because that's all I have right now. And tomorrow, next week, three years from now, that may change. But if I don't get started right now in this moment, I'll never be able to have the opportunity to grow, right? Like I, I heard the best thing the other day. I said, 
uh, this guy is a big YouTuber. He said, create content in, in obscurity to level up create an obscurity to level up your content for popularity. So, so many people start out and they're like, oh, I want to just make, I want to be 1 million subscribers on YouTube. And it's like, but you haven't even put out a video. Right. And how many days have you, I mean, and I'm guilty of this too. Look, I, I'm guilty. I'm, you know, you said you're in the hall of fame. I, I'm in the, I'm in, I, I'm probably like in the honorable mentions, right? Cause <laughs> Cause I've started and stopped and started and stopped so many times that it's just like, dude, when are you going to take yourself seriously? And the moment you start to take yourself seriously, that's when everybody else will take you seriously. Exactly. And like, and it goes to like that perfectionism too, because I, I can still remember like when I first started, you know, podcasting and and how was how was how was your first episode? My, how was episode oh, one compared to episode one oh seven? Man, so for me, <laughs> just getting just getting started, I had to I would write all of my stuff out because I just needed to do it to get get myself into it. As far as like I was doing thirteen minute solo round episodes, picking a topic, and I would just go based off of that. So like I went from having a script. You know, from literally every word I was going to say to like, as I progressed out, I was like, okay, what are we going to talk about today? All right, let's do fear. I already know enough about fear that I can talk about my own experiences and just throw those in. Like before I was still in my mind too much. And like now I'm just communicating from what I feel, like what's in my gut. And, and when we're doing these shows, like even when I'm doing the videos, I'm hardly thinking anymore. Like that part of my brain is like, turned down so much whereas what's going to come out is what's going to come out so night and day between uh that early project and to like where we are now but like with with the early stuff that I was doing I was so concerned with being perfect and ha- I had that you know real big you know perfectionism and analysis by paralysis and one of the things and I love you know my family members who you know listen to my stuff and they want to give back you know uh you know, feedback on what they were hearing. And one of the biggest things that I would always hear was like, oh, uh, you know, you said a word too many times in a row or like, uh, I didn't like your intro or, or something like that. And before I got to this point where I was like, okay, I love you, but I don't care. I would listen to that and like go back and make those changes. And I get it where, where they were coming from. Like they want me to put out the best show that I could possibly do. But for me to get out of my head and to stop being so perfect, I just didn't give a shit anymore as far as like, well, I said that word wrong or I said a word too many times. I'm like, create the stuff and get better through doing it as opposed mm-hmm. to like hampering and, and oh shoot, like, damn it, I said that word wrong. Like, let's start over. Let's do it again. No, I was like, I can't fucking be in that spot anymore where every single thing I'm doing, I'm going to go back over and scrutinize. Like early on, my mom would say like, hey, do you even listen to your episodes like after you're done doing them? I'm like, no. Especially when I was doing solo round episodes. Like, I'm not going to go back and listen to it. I I know what I talked about. I'm going to, you know, type up something for it and put it out there and, people resonate with it great if they don't great but the the main thing for, for me was just doing this to step into that person i know that i'm capable of becoming and like that was my evolution of you know starting the podcast to like where we are now i just like want to reach out with people connect with them and like have these incredible stories that are on here and and those gold moments that come out that they just pop up without you know having to force it or like having some sort of uh like i remember when i was at hope college and the professor for my poetry class would say you know what'd you think of going to like this poetry event and i would say well i had this expectation of what it was going to be like and he was like well he was like that's the wrong way to look at it because say for instance you know i told you we were going to go uh on this 
I got to show you this incredible and most incredible thing, right? And come on, we're going to get together. We're going to go hiking. And like, you're going to see it when you get to the top of when we finally get to the apex of where we're going. And then like, if we get there and all I wanted to show you was just like this rock that was up there. (laughs) No, it's just a rock. And if you had this expectation of it was going to be like this, like, like incredible thing like you're gonna see like you know whatever whatever you made up in your mind and like it's not there you're gonna be let down as hell you're like why the fuck did i waste all this time coming up with you coming up here with you just to see a rock and so like i kind of i really took that to heart and started putting that into these projects and and not putting that expectation on it and worrying about the result but just taking the action because through habit you know if you keep doing it daily you're gonna get better without really having to force it so that's kind of like how i look at you know what we're doing as well with the podcast the conversations and just like putting out our 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 souls on on the internet and and yes i love that people will check it out but it's also more for like me just just stepping up to that plate and and doing something like you said that just fulfills me yeah man i think that's a great lesson uh on expectations because they they rob us of our joy a lot I totally agree. But I also wanted to talk about, you know, for you and I know you do yoga and, and, and meditation. Like what, like what, like what got you into that? Because I know I do it just to, <laughs> just to get me out of my head, right? I, I have to do it. I, it's, you know, I got to do what I got to do every single morning. I'm waking up going through my ritual just so I can keep on, uh, keep on with this this fly self and, and being the best I can be because if you stop, you know, the bullshit is just going to creep back up. So like what, what was that process for you? And like, in funny moments where you're like, why the hell am I doing this? If that happened and like where you are now? Yeah. There, I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions around yoga, especially mm-hmm. because uh, the, at least in America, it's, you know, the, it's predominantly what you see when you look out is, um, you know, middle-aged white women, um, you know, who are soccer moms who basically are doing, you know, warrior two poses. Right. Right. So that's kind of the heuristic or the archetype that we think of when we think of yoga, but it's actually 3000 dates back 3000, you know, something years old from, you know, India and, uh, the asana, which is like the physical, the, the postures are, is actually not, didn't really, orig- isn't really originally, um, part of yogic practice, right? It was more of like a philosophy. Um, so for me, I just, I, I fell into that bucket. I just assumed that it was for middle-aged white women and that, uh, it was just something that they just kind of did instead of tea time. <laughs> and, uh, I think at, this was probably, around the time when I was turning, uh, when I was actually approaching 30, I think I was like 28 or 29. And, um, I had read a a friend of mine gave me a book by Russell Simmons called do you. And he was talking about how he did yoga and, uh, he was into meditation and he was a vegan. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like this guy's this, he's a hip hop icon. And he's like, like, doing all this weird, like it just didn't make, there was a disconnect and I was curious, you know? So, uh, around that same time of me finishing that book, I had already started meditating, um, all all the, all but like very terrible at it. Um, you know, if I could just sit there for 15 minutes and just like not think about anything, that was, that was a stretch. Um, so around that same time, I think I, uh, I was actually going through a transition in my life. I had, created a company uh, where we were doing a thousand people every week uh, at this nightclub. And you know, I, I, my intention for starting the company was because everywhere we went in Orlando, no one would let me and my friend DJ. So we're like, fuck it. We'll just create our own night. Turned out to be this crazy Van Wilder-esque party every Thursday. And I did that for about two years. And I just kind of got to the point where I was like, I know that there's more for me and I had already started, you know, branching out and doing stuff online. And, and I, I just kind of felt like I didn't really have 
a spiritual direction. I didn't have a set of principles that I was living by. And I was sitting at my computer one day and a message came, an email, not a message, came across it. A friend of mine named Natalie, I actually had her on the podcast just recently and interviewed her. Well, I just recently released the interview with her. Um, and she said, Hey, I'm doing this yoga class. I'm not sure if you'd be interested, but, uh, I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, you know what? I've always kind of joked about doing yoga and I think this is a good opportunity. Cause I was kind of like looking for something, you know, it's like, it was almost perfect timing. Uh, and so I went to this class, had nothing to do with Asana, right? We didn't even do any, like movements and postures or any of that stuff. Uh, she just kind of told us about this thing called suffering, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, which is one of Buddha's principles. And I learned about the yamas and the niyamas and, you know, I, I, I got this whole vocabulary and I was like, my, my immediate thought was, why didn't someone tell me this shit earlier? Right. <laughs> Cause it would have made life. It, it just it just made sense to me, you know. Uh, from a philo- philosophical standpoint, philosophy was one of my favorite subjects when I was in school growing up, and I just thought that it made so much sense and it resonated with me. And you know, um, I guess from that point on, I kind of just fell into alignment with it because it gave me like a, almost like a, some principles to live by. And it, it kind of set me on a different trajectory for my life. I, I didn't feel the, uh, pressure and anxiety of, from like FOMO. Um, I, that's fear of missing out for anyone who doesn't know. And I also, things started to shift in my life. I moved back home, you know, I was, you know, like, 20, I was like 30, you know, living at home and, you know, I kind of did some very introspective stuff and, uh, it kind of set me on a new path. It it, kind of changed the trajectory. I think around that time I started really focusing on, you know, thinking about what, what did I want to do, you know, with my life in terms of like what impact did I want to make on the world and started putting out some videos and, writing i think one of the biggest things um from that class that i I was able to take away not just the the yogic principles but i started journaling okay and uh that opened up just so many so many um it just it it was it was healing you know it was like for the first time i was finally putting things down on paper and getting out of my head instead of just trying to keep it all bottled up inside and um, walking around with that, that suffering and that pain, thinking that it was mine to carry and feeling like I was the only one that had gone through the struggle or that were experiencing these things. And, and that's why I think it's so important for us to share where we're at, right. And, and live from a place of authenticity, because there's always somebody out there that's going through, I always say we're all soldiers of the same struggle. Um, and when we realize that, and we can share. It's it's almost therapeutic. It's almost like, oh shit, you you don't you, you feel like you suck too, right? Oh man, I feel like I suck too. <laughs> we suck together, you know. But it's like it's cool, you know. That's part of the healing process. And what's what's so what's 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 the biggest tragedy to me in this life is that you know if you're not like if you don't have like a religion. It's almost like, you know, you don't have, you don't have the tools. We're not given the tools that we need to make sense of this life. And and I think that, um, that has to do a, a lot with the frustration and the pain and the violence and the, a lot of the, 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 it's, it's kind of like a root cause, right? Like the root cause is that like, we don't know how to deal with our problems and suffering and anxiety and pain and frustration and doubt outside of going through a therapist, if you can afford one, but what if you can't and religion, but what if you're not like super religious or spiritual? So yeah, man, I I think it's, it's kind of set me, it gave me kind of more alignment, you know, in terms of just 
figuring out how this world works and giving my giving me a vocabulary and helping me kind of identify my own personal principles or of how I want to live my life. Right, it like helps you, you know, slow down so you can stop, oh, yeah. you know, paying attention to, you know, like what I, what I say for for me is like breaking your chains and you know framing your mind. Like for me, that's what yoga and meditation has done for me and. And just stop. And this also goes back to that quote I always used to hear. It's like observe what everyone else is doing and and do the opposite. And and for me, that's like getting getting out of that merry-go-round syndrome as far as those, you know, following what what the what the status quo is for what we should and shouldn't be doing. And and I even picked it up from, you know, your first you know podcast episode for Vernon and Friends. It's like here we are in in this incredible time and with the internet at our disposal and like just so many different things out there. Um, but we allow our, you know, our, our short mindedness and like having these, these, these hard, hard barrier things that we say define who we are and we don't allow ourselves to take in like new cultures, new experiences, new, right. new opportunities. And those things could, you know, help us be fulfilling our life's yearnings or, or, or at least opening our eyes up to, to new possibility, possibilities. It's like we want in a way to keep on taking in the, the same shit. And, and some people might like, just want to feel bad about what's going on. Whereas, like you said, you could take that, you know, that yoga and, and discover new things that, you weren't even aware of before and like they weren't the cool thing to do and you didn't see pe- so many people saying like yeah this yoga over here man it's it's incredible like those aren't the things that that are getting toted about on you know if you were to pay attention so much to what's happening in the media in the world where i mean those things it's not it's not right. sexy right, right. It's, those not, aren't. it's not sexual well, consciousness is there's there's i think now there's almost like this this uh there's a whole nother topic where we can talk about this there's this kind of outpouring of you know elevated consciousness there's mm-hmm. this movement taking place but you know it's it's not what you see on the nine o'clock news right you see like murders and terrorist attack over here you know you know amber alert it's all just like and and if you if you just as easy you know just like just like you would focus on something that's positive and like that'll make you happy and it'll bring you joy the opposite is true if you focus on like the negative like if you just if you wake up and you stub your toe and you feel like everyone's out after you and you get into a car accident and all these like like you're creating your your life in real time on demand, you know, like I think a lot of people don't realize that. And, you know, some people are like, oh, the secret's bullshit. But, you know, I personally believe that we have more power than we when we than we think. And, you know, if we if we potentially unlocked those those powers and, and that deep deep within what we have, we could do a lot more. We could do a we could do some incredible things, you know, um, but it's just that it's not, it's not sexy to talk about how you feel. It's not sexy to say that you're struggling. It's not like we've created a culture of perfectionism Mm -hmm. and nobody wants to be first. Nobody wants to be the first one to, to say I screwed up or I cheated on my wife or whatever. Like, but that's what we need. Like that's part of the healing process. I'll give you another example. I was in the, uh, I went to this, the museum tour here in Denver where I live the other day and I walked into this room and there's this big it's this room where you hang your coats and there's this big thing on the wall and says Denver Art Museum is not responsible for lost or stolen items right? right so the immediate thing that you think when you walk in there you see all these empty hangers and you're like I'm not fucking leaving my jacket here <laughs> somebody's gonna steal my jacket so I decided I was gonna do a little experiment I took off my jacket and I left it there and I said you know what I trust that this jacket will be here when I get back and I'm willing to be the change. I'm willing to be first in order to set things in motion, right? In order to to lead where others can follow, to be the light in a world of darkness, right? To not let fear, to come from a place of love instead of fear. I kid you not. An hour later, I come back. There's four jackets there. Dude, that's fucking incredible. I love that. That is tight. 
but that's all it takes. You right. know, it's like, you don't, it's people think you got to go and like, I want to change the world. You got to just grandiose thing. Yo, just get on Facebook and, and tell people like how you overcame your, your failed relationship, you know, get out, you know, write a blog post and just, you know, tell people, you know, what you wish you would have done in your twenties, you know, it, 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 all it takes is little things. And it's like, small hinges swing big doors. I love that quote, mm. you know? So it's like, it's not really, you don't have to really go out and do something, you know, like, Oh, I got to go change the world. I got to be Superman. It's like, but have you recorded a podcast, bro? No, I haven't. But what, why? Cause you don't feel like you, it has to be perfect or I don't, I don't have a story to share. No one will listen to me. That's not true. Mm-hmm. We all have experiences and things that we've learned from. So yeah, man, I think it's, I think that's, kind of the the key to it's like we we are no longer in a place where we can be content with the status quo and just allow media to infest our mind you know we have to be proactive and and be that change by doing the small things today yeah and that's and that's crazy that you were saying that you know because i was that made me think of that that drake song where 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 uh, kendrick lamar was on um after the song went off and Kendrick's just talking about how he was meeting with Drake and he goes on to tell him that he belongs, you know, to the people when he's outside, right? And like shedding these layers of stuff that we feel like are 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 so sacred to us. But in reality, you even touched on it again earlier, it's just like everyone's going through shit. And the the more you Everybody. begin you know, the more you begin to realize that and like that was an epiphany for me just you know, listening to Drake and, and different artists like him, you know, J. Cole or even, uh, you know, Jay-Z or whatever other artist, you know, has these these inflection points in their music where they're talking about something where most people be, would be like, no, I would never tell anyone that. Like, I, I'm exposing myself. But but, but, we, but we we need that, especially right. from the Drakes of the world, you know? Right. And that same thing carries over into like what, what we're doing or even if someone isn't podcasting, like you said, that blog that they're wanting to do, just sharing those moments because if you allow those things to to keep you quiet, you know you're you're chaining yourself. It's 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 not a prison that you can see. It's but it's there, and it's it's not allowing you to experience this this the the moments that we can have to really live and it's like i love that you were talking about that and just the idea of even doing experiments like all of life to me is an experiment you can oh yeah 100 you know i took science classes and that that's all we would do we would come up with our you know theory you know what hypothesis hypothesize like what what the outcome is going to be and then like okay then you test it it works mm-hmm. or either it doesn't work. Cool. Move right. on. You can now you know why didn't it work? Oh, well, because I didn't do this thing such and such. I'm like, all right, sweet. Do that for the next one. And you can make these small things happen, like you were saying. It's not like, oh, today I'm here, but like tomorrow I gotta get to the 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 place where I'm garnering everyone's attention. No. Screw trying to get like the attention of everyone, but just like make these small changes in yourself every day and and don't worry about who's doing what or looking at you, but just continue to, to grow in your awareness because that will manifest itself into your life. And then like those people will will see, oh, you know, Vernon and Blake are, dude, they're on there every day doing their videos and they have their podcasts and like they're putting out what, what they feel, what they believe, what, what inspires them. Like, damn, I wonder like where that came from. I want to talk with them because I'm mm-hmm. really feeling this right now and I want to, and I'm noticing like all the things that they're talking about and I want to start making that change too. And what I always tell people is like, when I say, you know, fulfilling life's yearnings and, and going out there and being fly, it, it it doesn't have to be something like huge, like being an entrepreneur or any of that stuff. It's just like doing the things that you find yourself often saying like, oh, I wish I could do X, Y, Z, but I can't do it for whatever reason. Like those are the things that 
I want people to start doing because it could just be as simply as someone just wanting to get up early. You know, they're always waking up late, eight o'clock, but they're like, shit, I'm losing my day because I got to go to work now. Just like them saying, oh, well, today I heard, you know, I can be fly today by getting up an hour early, like seven o'clock. And then like, holy shit, like that was incredible how much more time I had. Like these, these are just small, simple things that we tend to overlook that can be so powerful for us and just like moving forward. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's small hinges, right? It's the small things. And like, I love, I love that you're, you know, connecting on that as well. Uh, as Vernon Maxwell, I'm Blake Sule fulfilling last year. And it's man, Vernon, uh, I've enjoyed, you know, listening to you and, and just talking back and forth about different experiences and, and, and things that have come up for us. Uh, but before we wrap up, just, just two last questions. One is, and we covered a lot, but like if you could sum it up in like, three things for that someone could do uh, after listening to this episode to really get congruent with who they are. Uh, what could they do? I think one of the most powerful things, um, and I've kind of fallen off the wagon with this, but just to write, just get a piece of, get a pen and a piece of paper and just write down how you just, just write down whatever comes to mind, just write, mm. you know, and what you'll find is that, just by getting out of your head, you're creating space, right? Like, just like we need room to breathe, just like we need, you know, a, a, you know, a place to sleep. You're creating space for yourself in your, in your mind for just to, to, the exhaust to be let free. So that's one thing. Just grab a piece of paper and just start writing whatever comes to mind. If you need a prompt, write, I am, you know, I am great because, or I am sad because, or I am happy when, you know, those are some cool prompts that you can use. All right. So that's one. Second thing, be just, just be the light, man. It's, it's not hard. If walk outside your door today and smile, smile at three people and say hi, something super simple that you can do. Super simple. And I think the third and final thing is to just be mindful of like what's going on around you. Because if there's, if there's one thing that I've learned, it's like my environment and the people that I'm surrounded around are, it's, 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 it, it, I mean, there's, it's important, you know, it's, it's probably one of the most critical things that you can do is to just be mindful of what's going on in your environment around you and what in the people that you are surrounded around and what you'll find, at least in my experience, and this is my experience. So there's a disclaimer. If you're able to change your environment and change the people that you're surrounded around, that could be the catalyst for changing your entire life, for writing your book, for doing the thing that you've been putting off for the last decade, for changing your careers, for finding the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. So three things. The first thing is to write stuff down. The, the second thing is just to be the light. Just like walk outside and smile. Buy somebody a candy bar in the store. Pay for the coffee in line at Starbucks or the person behind you simple things that you can do. And the third thing is just be mindful of your environment and the people that you're around. And if you're noticing that those things are not in line in alignment with who you are and what you feel like you want to be or on the path that you feel like you need to go change them. And you'll see the result could dramatically change your life. It, I mean, it could be, you know, if you move to a new city, you find new friends that could that could change your life tomorrow, right? If you stop going out and to the same places that you were and you go to events or you go to yoga class, right? And you're hanging around people that are, you know, mindful and you know they're they're into yoga and they're into their health, that could dramatically change your life. So it's it's not hard things like and these are all actionable things that people can do right now. I didn't say go out and buy a book. I didn't say start a podcast. I didn't say record a video. I just said pull out a piece of paper, write something down, be the light that you want to see in the be the light by being the change that you wish to see in the world and then just be mindful of your environment and the people that you're hanging around. Simple stuff. Simple. So Vernon, where can we also, you know, stay in touch with what you're doing and 
and just and just be a part of this uh, creation for you. Yeah, so we're on a quest to uh, and to document ten thousand intimate conversations. I believe this is one right here to mu- to move humanity forward by one percent, and all that stuff can be found at Vernon Maxwell. That's Vernon M A double X well dot com, or you can find me on Instagram under the same name. Awesome. And the final question is Vernon, what is your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings? So fulfillment comes from doing the thing that your soul is yearning for. Mm. So let me say that again. Fulfillment comes from doing the thing Every day that your soul is yearning for, and in order to do that, to me, I I think the definition is finding that thing that lights you up that every day you would do regardless if you're paid for to do it, and you feel deep down in your soul that it's not your passion, but it's your purpose. You were sent here through energy, God, whatever it is that you believe, your mission on this earth, your purpose is to do that thing. And that to me is fulfilling your life's yearning. Unprecedented, man. It's It's been an honor. It's a pleasure that we were able to connect and get on here and, and, and just rock out, just, just sharing our voices. It's, it's, it's an incredible thing to be able to do this and Obviously, I'm rooting for you to go and have these incredible conversations just because I love them and, and, and being able to share that and just continuing this, this positive movement. Cause like you said, there's, there's never enough. If, if there's always going to be that, that negative that can come up, then our job is to always push forward and to focus on creating that life that, that we want to live and what we want to see. So again, brother, thanks again. Uh, hey, thank you, Blake. I appreciate it, man. And and for anybody who's out there listening, I wanna I wanna commend you guys uh, for you just following Blake on his journey. This guy's doing some incredible things, man. I mean, just hitting just uh, you know hitting that goal of a hundred podcasts, releasing a hundred podcasts. That's a huge milestone, man. And um, I think that the people that are in your camp should should really appreciate and value you what you're doing because it takes a lot of work to do what you do. I know from experience and, um, I just hope that they honor that and they, they continue to show love and support for you any way that they can. Yeah. Appreciate it. And guys, as always, you can check me out fulfilling last yearnings on Instagram or fulfilling last You know, that's where I'm showing those, those daily videos every single day on how you can make it a fly day. And as always, today's guest was Vernon Maxwell. I'm Blake Sule. You've been listening to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. Peace. I want you guys to go out there and be fly. Love you. Fly, 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 fly.